Welcome to the Art Studio Insights Podcast, where we demystify the creative process and exchange ideas with career-minded artists. We are your hosts, Adriana Amay and... Jackie Sanders. We are two emerging artists sharing for the advice and business lessons we have learned along our journey. So if you are not already, please go ahead and subscribe. This will help other creatives like you find our podcast and you'll be notified when we launch a new episode every single week. So on this week's episode, we are gonna be talking about practice makes better and the mindset of that in the creative process. But first, Adriana, what have you been up to? (laughs) So this applies on so many levels. It's not even funny, especially this week. Uh, By the time this episode airs, you will see some of the results (laughs) of the practice, if you will. But essentially, I've been working on updating the website with, well, there's a lot of paintings in the studio. You can, if you're seeing this on video, you can see some of them. If not, you can use your imagination. (laughs) There's paintings everywhere, right, in the studio. And I'm painting faster. It's a good thing. But I'm painting faster than I update my website. So now I have a backlog (laughs) of paintings that have never made it to the site. Um and yeah which is a great problem to have that is a great <laughs> position to be in um because i feel like we always talk about it we're almost like complete opposites when it comes to that like i can get so tunnel vision and admin marketing social stuff to where i'm like almost like needing to remind myself to paint and you're the total opposite you're like <laughs> look like there's like i walk into your studio and there's like six brand new paintings <laughs> whether just started or you pulled them out and are keep working on them and i'm just like Granted, I mean, you are there five, six days a week. I do have a day job, but still, it is so much fun to watch. Yeah, and, you know, the the whole practice bit is, so that kind of admin work for me, it's like grown. It takes so long to make and put together. However, you know, every time you do it, you do get a little faster, you know, creating a product listing and taking the photos and setting up the shot. Every time you do it, you do get faster about it as you find more ways to tackle it efficiently. So it it just gets to that point of like, well, I would also like to refresh the website. And I mean, there's this giant laundry list of things I'd like to do with my website, but yeah, by the time this airs, yeah, you, you'll get to see what I was (laughs) able to accomplish (laughs) by, you know, by today, (laughs) Tuesday. Um, Email subscribers will get, you know, the first sneak preview, but by the time we air this, everybody should be able to see it on the website. Essentially, all the listings that I could possibly put together, please forgive any typos if you have <laughs> any, but basically the best shot that I could give it with also giving myself some grace. I'm the only one. I wear all the hats in my small business and yeah. done is better than perfect. So we're just exactly. going to give it our best our best try. How about you, Jackie? Man, I definitely feel like I am juggling a million things right now, which I am super excited before we talk about my stuff. I'm excited because I am on your newsletter. So I'm excited to get access and look at all those paintings. I'll be like scrolling your shop on my phone at night so I can get access before anyone else does. So (laughs) um, but I feel like right now I'm juggling a lot of different projects. Unfortunately, but fortunately, a a couple that I can't announce yet, but they are coming this summer, Um, but just really trying to plan out what the next few months are going to look like juggling multiple projects and multiple different projects, which 
that is, I feel like a common theme as I start doing like self-reflection. Like I just love being a beginner in something. I love being an underdog and really having no expectations for myself. So if there's like a new opportunity where I'm like, I have literally no experience in this. Some people might take that as a reason not to do something where I'm just like, heck, why not? Let's see if I like it. And I've kind of always been that way, whether like with school or organizations. And so right now I'm juggling multiple things, one of which is new products and new designs for those products, um, which we'll go into in another episode all about creating art products versus original artwork. Um, but it's just a totally different mindset. There's new things to consider. It's a whole different new creative processes. process. Right, exactly. And like a different scale, a lot of things I normally work in um, for my original work, I work in square orientations. So trying to do landscape or <laughs> um, landscape orientations just from like a design standpoint is completely new and a bit challenging at times, but <laughs> I just have to remind myself, like you just said, like done is better than perfect. And I will get better just having no expectations because it is my first time doing a lot of these things, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. super, super exciting. Um, but managing expectations and you know what done is better than perfect. I will make the first couple, see how I like it, what I don't like about it, make changes and evolve from there. And that's, that's all we can do. I mean, that's all anyone does to get to where they are because I mean, even people that you perceive as super successful, they were brand new at some point. They were brand new to a process, brand new to a mindset. And they are where you are now is what I have to keep reminding myself as a creative. And then now I even look back a year ago, I'm coming up on like the one year mark of my online shop launching being like one year ago, Jackie would be like, freaking out if you listed <laughs> off all the things that we've done in the past year that could be super intimidating but you just take things one day at a time one project at a time and practice makes better just keep yeah. practicing yeah and every time you do it it gets a little easier or it doesn't and then you have to decide you know is this something I yeah. want to continue on or is this something I cut out but it's that ability and that willingness to push away from our comfort zones, try right. something else. If it works out great, if it doesn't, that's okay. I mean, there's plenty of things for us to try as creatives. Um, we, we don't have to limit ourselves. Um, we definitely need to have a conversation, however, at some point of <laughs> how not to let it derail you from what your main vision and mission yeah. is, but that needs to be a separate episode. Yes. Um, you say, I say, but until then, it's funny how like this one theme, um, we talk about it so much, but it's so applicable to what both of us are doing this week from like being brand new with, or not brand new, but still iterating your process for making shop listings and me still doing new products and juggling multiple projects. Um, just practice makes better. <laughs> Absolutely. So we hope you enjoy the conversation we recorded on this topic and let us know what you think. All right, here we go. On today's episode, we're going to discuss how practice makes better, not perfect. So there's going to be a little bit of mindset work and we are going to be defeating some self-limiting beliefs and taking some action items. 
So let's start by discussing how does this phrase apply to the creative process? Jackie, will you get us started? I feel like this is honestly the biggest hurdle in the creative process, because as we all know, like practice makes progress, not perfect. Like you just said, and just like with anything else, whether it's workouts, whether it's refining a skill, the only thing that's going to make us better is repetition, putting in the time. If you're in the gym, lifting weights, that's, what's going to make you stronger if you're in the studio, the more time you have a brush in your hand, that is what is going to help you become a more well-rounded, talented artist. Um, so especially with painting, just being in the studio, putting in that time, um, every painting is not going to be our best. And I think that is definitely a mindset that I am always trying to get over. I have that high expectation of this is going to be my best piece. It's the highly competitive nature that I know so many of us share that you think that this piece has to be better than the one before it. And that isn't always the case, but if over time you just keep putting in the work and putting in the practice, that's where progress happens. That's where we're finding our skills happen. And each painting is not going to be perfect, but each painting is going to help you make progress towards that in the long game. Absolutely. And it's, it's one of those things where if you acknowledge we live in a success-driven society that probably pushes a lot for perfection, problem is once you reach a goal that you've established or that society has established for you, there's always a push to break a new record. It's a never-ending cycle. So you get to it. I made 10 paintings a week. Oh, now I got to make 11. Now I got to make 20. Whatever it is, right? It doesn't have to be art related. This is yes, art definitely. Um, <laughs> but it's always that push, right? And well, right. it's not that great. So um, Salvador uh, Dali, or Dali is attributed with saying, have no fear of perfection. You'll never reach it. it may sound a little negative at first, but actually there's this there's, I feel relief with thinking about that. I don't have to push for something that, I mean, it's just a moving goalpost. So yeah. Um, so with that in mind, instead of spending energy and perfection on trying to go after perfection, which can lead to frustration and eventually to abandoning whatever painting, creative project or endeavor you're working on since it'll never be perfect. So why bother? So instead of going for that, it's, it's just better to you redirect your energies elsewhere. Yeah, definitely. And similar to that Salvador Dali quote, I heard one that has always stuck with me and really it just put everything into perspective where it said the lowest standard that you can set for yourself is perfection because perfection is unobtainable. And that completely blew my mind because I would always use like that crutch of, oh, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> I just need things to be perfect. But then when you really realize that is the lowest standard you can set for yourself. And so that completely blew my mind. <laughs> um, and especially with the creative process, the more that I am diving into the studio, making work, the more I realize you truly have to do it for the process. Um, a Seth Godin podcast I was listening to talked about what would you do if you knew that you would fail? So what would you do that would still make the process worth it, even if you didn't hit your end goal? And I think that just embodies the whole idea of doing it for the process. What would still be worth it? 
And honestly, I don't, I can't think of a better example than the creative process and how amazing and therapeutic it can be. Frustrating at times, yes. <laughs> it can drive you crazy at times, definitely. But in the end, as artists, we all know we are doing this for a reason. We're doing it because we love it. So what is stopping us from putting in that time to practice? <laughs> this is where the excuses and the self-limiting beliefs live. This is their address. Mm-hmm. So some of the common ones, you know, that we hear from other artists and from ourselves, yep, guilty <laughs> as charged, are things uh, uh, like, I don't have enough time. Uh, I have to have so many hours before I can paint. If I don't have four hours, I can't do it true um I don't have enough money well, there's plenty of things you can do with free supplies or donated supplies I'm not talented enough wasn't born that way practice is actually a bigger key to it than what you were supposedly born with but that's discussion for a different day um <laughs> why waste time on it if it's not going to turn out because you don't know if it's going to turn out or not <laughs> and uh right there. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. And what if I can't replicate my success? What if it's just a one-time, you know, fluke, et cetera, but through practice, we learn, no, you actually can get better over time. It's not a fluke. You're learning, but anyways, Jackie, right, what else exactly. you got for us on this? Yeah. And similar to that last note, I feel like, yes, there is always that lingering feel fear of failure that so many of us face. I think especially after we may have had some sort of success, whether we had one painting that turned out really well, whether we had one exhibition that was praised and everyone loved it and you're getting all these accolades, that almost further puts the pressure on, well, my next thing has to be better. Going back to like the society standards of constantly taking steps forward where that puts so much more pressure on the next thing that you do. So that fear of failure is inevitable, um, but also that fear of success. And I think that's one thing that not a lot of people talk about where, I mean, failure is easy. We all fail all the time. Like having excuses every single day, having those built-in self-limiting beliefs can be debated as being failures because you're not accountable to what the next step is. But when you find success, what if you do replicate that painting or the magic that painting brings, then you're accountable for that success. You have to then, oh man, now I have to keep making it. The excuses are the easy part, but having success can sometimes be more scary um, in the harder part of the process. Um, And another thing kind of off from that, that I find is super a big roadblock for me during the creative process with putting the time blocks in is productive procrastination tasks. So these are often tasks that we convince ourselves are moving us forward in our business, in our goals, in our creative process, but they're really just distractions. Um, And these tasks for me can be anything from like admin work to working on my website, posting on social media, gathering inspiration on social media, which I put in air quotes because that just (laughs) can be a downward spiral, but having those, yeah, those productive procrastination tasks that really take you away from the core thing that you know you should be doing. 
So why is it important for us to change our perspective on this, Adriana? It's a big one. Um, Some of the the points we want to hit on that is instead of focusing on a perfect outcome, wouldn't you rather focus on learning so you can improve your outcome? Very true. I'm voting on that one. Um, (laughs) This allows us to then pay attention to the way that we learn. You know, we need to find the process that resonates with us best, you know, help minimize frustration, paying attention, what kind of instruction can enhance, enhance our practice time. You don't want to be doing the same thing over and over again without seeing any improvement. Sometimes you need a little help to see how to improve your experience while you practice, right? So this is paying attention to things like, do you learn best with in-person workshops, books, trial and error, watching videos on YouTube, you know, whatever that may look like, but trying different things so that when you do sit down and practice, it's a little bit more um, more effective, right? Uh, If you will. Also this, you know, turning this mindset around you know, from perfect and more into, you know, being better and focusing more on the process. It helps us focus less on, you know, that comparison game where we're looking at other people and what they're doing. Oh, but mine doesn't look the same way. Instead, we can look back and say, okay, what have we done in the past? How we have we improved over time? And that's a heck of a lot better comparison to compare yourself to where you were and where you are now than to someone else who you don't know how long they've been at it and how long they've been practicing for. It's, I mean, it's apples to oranges at that point. So, and one thing that I found is super helpful with that is setting one obtainable goal. One thing that you're going to focus on and everything else is just pushed out aside of your blinders. Yes, if you have time to work on it, you can, but having that one goal that you're focused on really being the part of your process that is a non-negotiable. So it could be, maybe you want to explore contrast in your work. Maybe you want to have less neutrals. Maybe there's a certain composition that you really want to dive into and explore that you've been gravitating towards for a couple of paintings and you really just want to go all in. So whether it's just in one piece, whether it's a small series, whether it's a whole solo show exhibition that you want to work towards, having that goal that you are building towards, I think is super helpful with giving you direction, but then also helping you build confidence along the way, because there's nothing more satisfying than having a goal of one particular painting, putting your blinders on and getting it done. Um, And this can be done with anything. So any goal that you have reverse engineering the steps that it will take to make it happen and focusing on that one thing. So we just talked about um, from the studio practice, different things you can explore, but even something like, okay, if you want to get your artwork into a show, that might be a big goal that you have for the year. So reverse engineering that into smaller steps that make it a lot more obtainable. So looking up when the application is due, marking that on your calendar, How many pieces can you submit for that application? Figuring out those details. What does the application entail? And gathering all of that information before the day before the application, or even just so you're aware and you can build those blocks of time into your schedule to make it more obtainable. And it makes the process a lot less stressful and sets you up for better success. Again, doing it for the process and helping for your future self to be successful 
without all of that added pressure. Um, so one thing that you can do, like I was just saying to get started is blocking off that time in your schedule. We have a previous episode where we talk about finding your weekly workflow, but really prioritizing that time. So it's not a matter of figuring out when you will work towards that goal. You know, okay, Thursday evening, every single week, I will be working on this big project. So, you know, three months from now, it's not a question of if you're going to hit it, you know, you're putting in that time. Yeah, absolutely. And to that, I would add, you know, you could add these time blocks um, onto your shared family calendar. If you have one, it's really important to make sure everybody's on the same page when you're setting this time aside to work on your creative projects, your creative goals, you know, your practice, et cetera, that everybody is aware. So I find that putting it on a family calendar is really useful. Um, also give yourself some grace, you know, throughout this process. Yes, we're talking about like, yeah, how to be more efficient and you need to practice and you need to put in this time, but also give yourself some grace, you know, acknowledge the effort you're putting in, whether it's a lot, lot of time or a little bit of time, but do give yourself some credit for that. So that's, that's really good. Um, to give you a few examples, when I was in my full-time corporate job, what I ended up doing was I was waking up an hour earlier every day or more um, to paint before going into work. Um, and then after work, I was also spending time um, painting and, and working on my art practice. And once I shifted over into, you know, the full-time artist life, as I like to joke around it, um, it shifted a little bit. So now it wasn't so much, I need to wake up earlier to paint, though I still wake up really early, but it turned more into a, how many paintings I want to accomplish in a given amount of time, regardless of size, so that I'm always consistently practicing. So in my case, I like to think I like to do at least a dozen paintings every month, right? Um, I got to be flexible depending on what's going on. But the biggest thing here with what we're discussing is, you know, you just, you just have to put in the time to practice. Right. And if you find that you don't know what goal you should set for yourself or what expectation you should have, a great thing that I find when I feel like I'm stuck is to just completely get out of my comfort zone. A phrase that I use all the time is no excuses, but no expectations. So I know, okay, I'm going to put the work in, this is going to get done, but I don't have any expectations on the quote unquote success of it. I don't have expectations on what other people are going to think of it, if it's good or not, and really just doing it for the process. So a great way to completely get out of your comfort zone is to commit to a challenge. So let's say doing, okay, one drawing every single day for a week or one painting every week for a month, doing a 30 day challenge. Maybe if you want to focus on different textures and brush strokes every single day, exploring a new texture or medium. Um, one thing that I did last year in 2020 was I committed to one drawing every single day for the entire year. <laughs> go I was going to, go <laughs> yes, I like setting big goals for myself. If you couldn't tell, <laughs> but that was something I thrive off of almost bigger than life goals. And that's what forces me to take them seriously. And you kind of have to understand where you thrive best. Some people mm -hmm. thrive off of, okay, I can do a three-day challenge. 
that's good. Let's say if you do three, the three day challenge 10 times, that's an entire month and they can all be different things, but setting those goals for yourself. So for me, I did one drawing every single day for the full year, because I knew that would be a way that I can ensure by the end of the year, if I got nothing done, at least I committed to myself that I could create this series. Some days I spent two hours on a drawing. Some days I literally just drew a circle and that was it. There are several days you could tell towards the end of the year that there were a lot of just circles, but Hey, I was committing to the goal, making the time for it and just recommitting or re-acknowledging that commitment to myself, that this was a priority to me. Um, Another great thing, like I touched on earlier, is experimenting with a new style or medium. So let's say if you're typically an oil painter, but you wanted to try watercolor, that's completely different. Let's say if you did 10 watercolor paintings, you can't expect yourself to be good at watercolor the first time you try it. Probably not even the 10th time. (laughs) Well, maybe. (laughs) I have tried several times. There's an artist in the studio where Adriana and I are, who's a watercolor artist. I am just amazed by him. It's magic. I I choose not to explore that medium further because it frustrates me a lot. (laughs) But it's one of those things where, of course, you can't expect yourself to be perfect when you're brand new to a process. So you truly are just doing it for the process and working towards getting better every step of the way. But it does help build that habit. So even though the end product might not be perfect, it helps instill that habit, whether it's a daily habit, whether it's weekly, and reinstilling that like you can make progress when you commit to something over time. It's just consistency. Exactly. Yeah, and to that, I think it ties in nicely to you, the idea of if you're setting this time aside to practice, you know, just being creative, period, mm-hmm. right? Then you you can definitely switch around what you're spending that time in. As long as you at least block off the time, you know, maybe today you feel like doodling or writing a poem or writing a journal entry, whatever it is, but at least at the very least trying to set that time aside to say, okay, my intentions are to do this today, because you never know how some of these things will feed in together. So for example, let's say you're working with clay, right? But your main, you know, discipline is painting, right? You never know how working with those clay tools can give you new ideas on textures that can be achieved with modeling paste and gesso. And then once you're done being a beginner in this area, right, you move over to the next or, or back to, you know, your area of, of expertise and you incorporate things you learned when you were a beginner in this other in this other discipline, right? And you kind of find new ways to combine them together. Um, the other thing about being a beginner, which is so fantastic, it can reignite your curiosity and your thirst for knowledge. I mean, now be careful with the rabbit holes. It can happen. <laughs> and the shopping sprees for new supplies. So there's that. Um but for the most part, it can it can kind of open that back up like, ooh, I didn't know you could do this with, let's say, watercolor or with clay or, you know, things of that nature. And, ooh, how can I take this onto my practice? Like, how do, how do I incorporate them? You know, it's just like very exciting. Um, and you can always do things like you take a class or a workshop. I mean, 
you're going to be in there with other beginners. You can discover things together. I mean, it's, it's just amazing, but it takes you out of that. It has to be perfect. It has to be great. It has to be a perfect outcome. No, it doesn't. You're new at this and that is okay. You're not alone. <laughs> right. Exactly. And there's something so fun about that beginning excitement with any style or process. Um, but I think a big thing that's super important for long-term consistency is reigniting that beginner mindset, reigniting the excitement, but then also making sure from a habit building standpoint and an accountability standpoint that you're building that for the long term. So I know one thing that's helped me so much is our friendship. Honestly, <laughs> we're over the past year and a half since we've really become accountability partners for each other, having someone to touch in with, whether on a daily basis or a weekly basis of touching base, making sure that you're being consistent with the goals that you set, asking if there's anything getting in your way and really just being accountable. Sometimes it's easier to prioritize things that are important because they're important to someone else versus prioritizing them for yourself. So many of us are used to serving others, but if you know, oh, well, I have a call with Adriana on Monday and I really don't want to tell her that I didn't do this thing this weekend. <laughs> so let me just do it. And that way I won't have to disappoint her or deliver bad news. That's been super, super helpful. Um, and especially, I know we started really consistently when COVID started. We That's both so felt like there was a huge creative block right in the beginning of COVID. And so we started doing these weekly calls on Monday evenings where we would go over business ideas and check-ins and we would talk about our creative practice, things that we are exploring. And there were some weeks where we really just felt stuck, but we had that accountability and we could almost give each other tips that we ourselves needed to hear at the time, which is also so, so helpful. Yeah, it was. I mean, and that ties into you know, if you're feeling in that space and you say, okay, Jackie Adriana, that's great. That's, you know, okay, fantastic. How? <laughs> right. <laughs> like I, it's overwhelming. How do I start? Ask for help. You know, um, sometimes having a one-on-one -on -one with someone can help you with turning around the mindset to clarify intentions. Like what, what do you really want to accomplish? You know, how do you pick that one goal we were talking about? What's achievable, et cetera. Just just spend that time with somebody else. Right. And mm -hmm. actually, you know, sometimes just saying it out loud and declaring what some of your intentions are. Sometimes that's a goal goes a long way towards helping you turn around. It doesn't have to be perfect. Plus you never know. Sometimes you're like, Oh, this is terrible. And you're sharing with somebody else and they go, that's fantastic. What are you talking about? And sometimes that's, that's that little nudge you need to hear, you know, from someone whose opinion you trust to kind of right. turn it around like, Oh, Oh, well maybe Hey, this wasn't so bad. I, I need to practice. I need to try to do that again and, and see if I can do it. If I can replicate. Yeah. And if you feel like you don't have that one person that you can call or one person you can have for accountability, I found one thing that was super helpful for me in the beginning is using social media. I feel like social media often when it's talked about in the creative process can get such a negative reputation with playing comparison to other artists or wasting time, but it can be such a useful tool for accountability. So if you're doing, let's say a 30 day challenge, posting every single day and 
having your social media feed be your accountability for making something every day um, and sharing with other people, getting other people's feedbacks, creative or the everyday man or your parents or just your friends from back home. Anyone is going to be cheering you on. I feel like every time I'm on there, the reason I'm spending so much time is because I'm just celebrating and love seeing other people doing what they love doing because we know how difficult it can be. So seeing people posting about their work, we would love to cheer you on if you want to tag us in your accountability posts. Absolutely. And then for our ending quote, we have one attributed to Voltaire. Um, and we would just like to leave you with this one. Perfect is the enemy of done. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I need to add that to my sticky note wall. <laughs> to your sticky note quotes. collection. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's like, so just, true. Yeah, I mean, just like what we're talking about. If you're trying to make progress and you're trying to make better, aiming for perfect, you're never going to get there. You're never. It's never going to get done. But anyways, that's all that we have for you today. And we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. See ya. All right, that's a wrap on today's conversation and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Both of our blogs will be linked in the show notes where you can find full episode notes, resources, and links for every podcast episode. If you want to stay connected with us in between episodes and share what you have learned, you can follow us on social media. I'm May Art across all platforms. And I'm Jay Sanders Studio across all platforms. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week.